Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of the Pleasure Zone, Pleasure Diva, and Body Whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Pleasure Zone, sweet pleasure seekers. You guys are so smart for joining my show today. You're so smart. Anyways, it's so super cool to have you on the show today. Today is actually a show about our kids, and we've been kids, right? Every single one of you listening has been a kid, so that we know is for real. Or have you? I don't know. Maybe I'm not right about that. And the fun thing is, is, is listening to kids talk about their bodies, and I love listening to little kids talk about things going on in their bodies and sometimes mistaking their body parts or calling their body parts by different names, uh, which can be super cute, too. So I really want to talk today about how do you talk to kids about their bodies? Why would we talk about that? I mean, that seems like something that parents, right? Don't parents, all parents talk to their kids about their bodies? But guess what? They don't. And maybe you're a parent who never talked to your kid about their bodies. You might have done the little game when you were changing their diapers. It went, here's a little toe and here's a little knee and here's a little whatever leg and these are your eyes and these are... But for the life of us, we have no idea what's going on under that skin. There's some organ systems happening, and we don't even know what's going on. We don't have things, because pretty much we've just we just know whatever's going on on the outside. And very cute, like you have little toes, and you have little this, and you have little that. Okay, cool. Well, you got a lot more to you than that too. And it is good to know body parts, and let's know our body parts in ways that both the people around us can identify us and the people that if we go to a medical system, they can identify with. And I say this, they work with people all the time with their bodies. And over the years, over the last, so I've been working with bodies for over 20 years, especially over the last 11, as I've been doing something, um, I've added to my uh, roster of things that I offer. It's really funny because I have people who will say to me, I had a woman who was in her 70s once, years ago, call me and say, I have a rash on my thigh, and I'm like, wow. So I have really cool, and can go in, check bodies, and see what's going on in the bodies to see where inflammation is, what's going on, can be the root cause of something happening. And I'm looking at her thighs on all my codes of all my information, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, okay, I see nothing. There's nothing on your thighs. So I call her, I'm like, I, I have no idea because nothing on your thighs, but your crotch has a major infection. So can I work on your can I work on your genitals? Can I work on your vulva? Because you have a major infection internally and you have like a fungal infection on your labia. And when I said that to her, she, you could just feel her cringe and be mortified. And she was like, yes, I told you it was my size. And I was like, wow, that is so, so not your size. You did not birth children. She had three kids, guys. You do not birth children through your thighs. You birth them through your birth canal, or they get a cesarean and they pulled it out that way. But I promise you, you didn't birth a child through your thighs. So why is it important to talk to our kids about the body parts? It's because if we don't start somewhere for them to have a comfort level of talking about their bodies, we're going to send them off to school, and they're going to go, I'm in pain, and the teacher goes, where? And all I've ever heard about is their pee-pee. But really, that's not what's hurting. But maybe they have a headache, and they're like, my parents. But the only word they know is their pee-pee. So then they start announcing things that may be accurate or true. You know what I'm saying? There's some really confusing things that go on when people don't actually know how to talk about their bodies. The coolest part is that over the last few centuries, we've gotten names for internals of our bodies, for organs, for organ systems, for for everything down to the bacteria. We've we've got names for things which are super helpful for us to be able to identify what is what and what's going on. And it's it can be really um, complex or it can be really simple. 
it's not like a girl needs to know all of the all of the organs in the endocrine system. That's not really required. But some two-year-olds like to know that stuff. So my daughter, who grew up in an environment where we talked about bodies all the time with people who were coming in, clients who were coming into the office, and she was aware of it and owned it, she started to become very curious about bodies. And at the age of two or three, she would grab the anatomy atlas, she would bring it out to us, <laughs> She'd open the book and she's asking us questions about what's this, what does it do, how how does it go with this part, how does this work together. She was curious. She wanted to know. She wanted to know not the little stories about her body. She wanted to know the full-on information of how does this work. And we would give it to her in a language that she could understand, that she was willing to receive. And to this day, if you ask her, you know, about body, she could tell you more than an itchy pee-pee. She could tell you more than that because she knows her body. She knows relatively her body systems and she relatively knows where things are in her body. So she could point to her chest and distinguish between is that your heart or is that your lungs. So, and you know, and to be able to point even to the, the relative area of where something's occurring is great too because sometimes kids just stand there don't even actually know how to point to or identify an area where maybe the pain is originating from or where they're feeling it the most intense. So to have a child be able to communication with you for that is fantastic. So the reason I'm talking about the swell is because not all children are verbal. And we also want to be able to communicate with children who are nonverbal about their bodies, right? So I have a niece who uh, she's nonverbal autistic. And she does have a way to communicate body about what she desires. And she will make noises and she will point. And her parents over the years, 18 now, her parents over the years understand her language. So she doesn't require a language of this is my, uh, my intestines are feeling uh, inflamed. She doesn't require that language because she can just identify by pointing. And her parents, through their nonverbal communication, can pick up the cues and understand that. Now, she's 18 and nonverbal. So, like, let's look at kids who are the nonverbal age around prior age, maybe one. And I do know a lot of kids who get verbal uh, around the age of one and even later than that, right? So we're just going with the kids who are nonverbal age, whatever age that happens to be, not to judge it and say, well, my kid wasn't verbal till three. Cool, your kid was, and I'm not judging that. That's just where your kid was at. And maybe your kid's aware of things on a different So. So we're looking at, at the whole gamut here. We're looking at the kids who communicate verbally and the kids who can communicate non-verbally. And we need to be able to keep all of them, right? So if your child is non-verbal, show them with hands to their body what parts are. And you can name them for them while you touch, you know. You can take their hand and touch their cheek and say cheek. You can take their hand and touch their teeth and say teeth. And then when you do ask them questions, that information's in there. You know, whether you think they're smart enough or wise enough, that information's in there. They can identify. Plus, they know how they can touch their body and they can identify things for you about what's going on, right? When we give children permission to touch their own bodies, they explore. But for a long time and for many centuries, we've actually denied children that they have any awareness and that they have any rights to their own body. We've owned them, essentially, the way that for centuries women were owned for many centuries, children have been owned, and now's a really great time to let kids own their own bodies, identify things in their own bodies, so that they can feel more empowered, be able to communicate with us and tell us exactly what's going on for them, right? So when when I, having a two-year-old who, for me, was, was really fun to watch her be really explorative about bodies, and when she was a baby, um, when, if I wasn't holding her or my mom wasn't holding her, she loved to cuddle up to a skeleton we have. So my mom and I have a teaching skeleton. Um, you know, it's a plastic skeleton because who can afford a real skeleton? Um, they're really expensive, by the way. Uh, so my mom and I have this teaching skeleton, and my daughter, as a baby, she would cuddle up. She would just touch it and touch the bones. And as she would touch bones, my mom would name the bones for her. Um, my mom is fantastic memory for things that are, are things anatomy, and even though I've learned it, I don't have everything memorized down to the bone. <laughs> so, so my 
uh, my mom would identify things for her, and then she would like mumble in her own cuteness and her own baby-like way and make noises that she was knowing. Oh, that's like different different L vertebrae, T vertebrae. She was identifying things, you know. Oh, that's your sacroiliac, and she would touch it and rub it, and my mom would name things, and they would. It was like a game. It was fun, and she was learning anatomy. And that was actually only about six months old when she would cuddle up with the with the um, skeleton. And it was round two when she started to get interested in the in the uh, anatomy books. So she actually kindergarten with with anatomy that was probably the level of like grade nine or ten. Um, and you know the beauty of our system, as much as it's really great for socializing on some level, it dummied things down for her. And she went back to having to know things on a very simplistic level. And and funny enough, I've had every, consistently yearly, I've had teachers tell me, confront them about the information that they're teaching her about bodies, about health, about nutrition, uh, which how great is it when your kid can have the confidence to confront the teacher and say, that stuff you're teaching us about nutrition, it's a load of shit. So... <laughs> And I don't apologize for her. I say, you know what? She's really educated on these things. She watches a lot of information on it, so you might want to listen to her. She'll probably tell you something that's correct. And so, you know, the teachers sometimes in their humility usually listen to her, but not always. <laughs> so, bless her, she's awesome. And so how do we all know <laughs> what Ziva knows? <laughs> how do we all get to know that? And I think for me, also growing up, I had a massive curiosity about bodies. And I grew up with a family who has a background in medicine as well. So my grandfather is a, was a doctor. My grandfather died in the summer. So my grandfather was a doctor. He um, had an office out of the house in a small town. So he had people coming into the office, the home office, all the time. And I could hear them talking about stuff. And I could smell funk, you know, coming off of bodies and um you know, his office was right beside my playroom, so I could smell stuff, and people had to go do tests and whatever. I could smell stuff through the doors. So I had a lot of weird memories of disease and funk and, and, like, infections that I could smell through the door of my grandfather's office. But those things got me curious. So they would leave, you know, and we would all be sitting at the dinner table. And Dinner at my house still to this day can get fun in a way that nobody else has conversations, I'm sure, unless you're part of a medical family. In our house, we talk about things like, hey, we killed some parasites today. Yay, how did that work? Oh, yeah, that person had this massive cyst filled with pus. It was disgusting. But even as a kid, I would sit around the dining room table. My grandma and grandpa, my uncles, and everybody was there because we had a lot of family big dinners and the discussions would be about different diseases. So my grandfather was a doctor. My my uncle is a dentist. My aunt was a nurse. I got an, another uncle who was an eye doctor. Like, I got a lot of, and I got, like, medical research people in my family as well. A lot of medical background, right? So we heard a lot of things all the time that normal families didn't hear. And curiosity peaked, and I would go into my grandpa's office I would ask him questions. Apparently, I'm very popular in getting phone calls and maybe about the body parts and the grossness. And, and so during, um, during you know, times when I could have conversations with my grandfather, I would ask him, like, hey, can you show me the most disgusting thing you've ever seen? And he'd go and he'd find his medical book and he'd show me, like, gangrene of the testicles. And I was, like, 10 years old, like my daughter. And I would be like, wow, gangrene of the testicles, that looks disgusting. And I would read it, and I would research it, and these these images kind of stayed in my mind. Set of information going on in there that was kind of mortifying and horrifying, but also very, you know, and it got me super curious. Like, if we can have those diseases in our bodies, what do we do to keep diseases out? So that information actually assisted me. Now, I don't think it would assist everybody, but I prompted it. Something that I actually want to um, talk to you guys about is when you talk to your kids about their body and prompt you, right? That's the number one key. So let your kids prompt you on what they want to know. I wanted to know about weird things, rot things that stunk and things that had to be pulled out of bodies that were just, uh, I wanted to know stuff. That stuff fascinated me. My daughter wanted to know about, you know, skeletons and lungs. She loved the respiratory system when she was little, really loved it and loved to uh, talk about things respiratory. And so everybody's different and let them prompt you. So 
Um, I'm going to prompt myself now, so we are going to uh, head to a commercial break. Just remember, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone on Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back after this commercial. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Nilitsa Yelenich. Tonight, we're talking about talking to your kids about talking about their bodies. So, yeah, some kids actually to talk about their bodies, and they will ask about that. Some kids don't, but, you know, look at that. Kind of got to look at, so my daughter grew up in a household where fine to ask questions about your body. In fact, we talk about bodies all the time. So if you have a kid who is afraid to talk about their body, afraid to talk about their health, afraid to discuss their body with you, were you creating the environment that would have that show up? And were you raised in an environment where, you know, you just didn't talk about bodies? You knew six. You had some eyes. You had some ears. You might have a throat and a mouth and some teeth. You might have some hands and feet and a belly button because these are all things you can see and you definitely don't talk about the genitals or any internal organs because, gosh, those are creepy. Plus, we don't know what they are. So it's really funny. One of the greatest gifts we've been given on this planet, gifts that we've been given that gives us um, sensations, pleasure, sounds out of our mouths, all senses that we sense, and we do not have information about it. We actually hardly, grand scope of what we do know about bodies, we really don't know a lot. Even the most educated people in bodies who have researched, have memorized anatomy, who can tell you exactly how every part of the body functions and how things are connected, we still know nothing. We really know, we know about the skimmiest skim of a, of like a, an onion peel amount of information about bodies because we're not really, we're looking at, we're trying to break bodies down to something. We're trying to find the fundamental building blocks of bodies. And sometimes we think they're cells or atoms or, um, you know, now quantum physics has uh, the idea that our bodies are broken down to building block of particle waves. Cool, but that's going to change too because science always changes. So, which is fantastic too. We're always getting more information. So do we know everything? No, we don't. But what if we could actually get to know our bodies more? What if we could ask bodies questions? So if you don't know a body part, that's cool. It's just really helpful to know parts so that when you do approach professionals about your body, you're giving them information that's valid, that they can work with. You know, 
I, I love the people who, like the woman I mentioned at the beginning of the show, referred to her as her size, and that wasn't. She also, she was a great woman to work with. I don't know if she's still today or not. I uh, haven't heard from her in years. Uh, but I was thinking about her today, especially talking about this show. And at one point, too, she didn't actually know the name of Caps. So maybe you guys don't either, and I don't want to assume that you do. So, you know, on your legs, you know, you have a front of your low, your knee called a shin, and the back of the leg called a calf. Now, this woman was raised, um, she she was raised on a farm, and she raised cows, and she raised, raised calves. Never in her life did she know, and she was almost 80 years old at the time, never in her life did she know that of her leg was called a calf. She did not know this. So she referred to it as the chubby part that touches the bed when you lie down on your back. So you can get how when you're communicating with a professional who works with bodies, that information might be using, long-winded, and we might be like, what? <laughs> Especially since the past she had referred to her genitals as her thigh, you start to question, is that actually the body we're talking about? So, you know, if you do get to educate your kids on some basics, fantastic. Now, if you really aren't comfortable with it, um, but you'd like to get your kids educated on it, the, the great thing is, is there is education in the school systems that gives them some basics. Um, they can learn anatomy, and there's a lot of anatomy available online. You can get anatomy textbooks. You can get amazing anatomy coloring books. They're actually anatomy coloring books for university-level coloring, but if you've got like a 10-year-old who loves to color and they you know, do some beautiful coloring work, you can learn an awful lot of information through the anatomy coloring books and have a great fun um, coloring at the same time. So... I highly recommend that if you have kids that are like, you know, eight or older and they're interested in anatomy, to get them one of the professional anatomy books. And I know I've seen those at Costco for like under $20 and they're full, chock full of information in a way that's fun to read. They've even written it a bit like a like a cartoon in a way. So a really fun take on anatomy. And, you know, for kids, even keeping the basics internal, external organs, and different basic organ systems like what's in your respiratory system. Now, if I ask you guys that, if I ask you guys that as as a whole from the list perspective, how many of you guys actually know what what parts are in your respiratory system? How many parts of your respiratory system are shared with your digestive system? You know, there's like so many parts that are actually shared in different systems, and we don't know that, right? And we're assuming, oh, oh no, the respiratory is only the lungs, you know? Or, you know, we've got lymphatic systems. We've got so many systems in our body, and some of them cross over, and they have shared parts, and they work together, and others go to other parts to make them work. But, you know, we could just go, that hurts, you know? And that can be helpful as long as you can point to it. <laughs> Um, can be helpful, and then if you have more information and you understand things like, you know, when when there's something going on in your nervous system, there's a different reaction than when there's something going on in your muscle, or if there's something going on in a uh, a blocked vein, or you start to get sensations in your body. And part of this is all becoming friends with your body. Know what your sensations are. So you know, if you're having a sensation where you've got a pain that that um, travels down from one part of your body to another. Chances are, pretty good chances are, that's nerve-related, right? So if you know these things, hmm, that's nerve-related. So what did nerves use? And when you actually know what nerves use to thrive and grow and be healthy, you know they use things like electrolytes. So when you know these things, you can actually start to give your body some fundamental building blocks to stay healthy and happy. And they're not always the solution to getting rid of all of the, say, inflammation or pain, but they can certainly assist you in getting things uh, to a happier, fun, more fun place for you, right? So um, that is, that's just really great information to have. So I dare you guys, I dare every single one of you who's listening now and in the future, that if you actually don't know at least three systems in your body, Three systems of any kind, whether it's your skeletal system or your even your integumentary system. Do you even know what that is? That's your skin, guys. Your skin, hair, nails. Integumentary system. <laughs> so, so we have these crazies in our body. We don't even know what the hell they're called. But I dare you to learn three of them. 
not insight, but get familiar, right? So that you can go, oh, that's the system. Okay, cool. Now I have a sense. Oh, and what controls that part of that system? Oh, interesting. And different perspective that. Then it just becomes interesting. It's your body, guys. If you're not interested in it, it's kind of like it's kind of not interested in a plant that you've got in your house and you're not feeding it food and you're not feeding it water and you're not feeding it attention. It will wither and die. We know this. Science has proved time and again that if you leave a plant with no water, no sun, and no attention, it will die. If you leave a plant with no water, no sun, and some attention, it might actually start to grow, strangely enough. And if you give it the other things, it will thrive, right? So it's funny, but just even a little attention, that's a little energy. That energy goes to the other thing, and it starts to feed the energetic bodies of that, that, that living organism. So if you give your body attention, by becoming aware of it, by knowing about it, by learning some stuff about it, might actually be really happy with you. Thank you so much for caring enough to learn about me. Guess what? We're friends now. You learned about me. Thank you so much for me. If you were having a relationship with any other friend, would you want to know, hey, what do you do? What's your life like? What did you do when you were younger? What did you do? What what are your prospects for when you're, you know, in the next five years? Would you like to create? We have these conversations about who they are, right? About how they function, what they do, about what they've contributed. We don't have these conversations with our body about how it how it contributes, different parts, how they contribute. We don't become friends with our body in the way that we could. And I really encourage you guys who are listening is to start to have have your kids become friends with their bodies that they know. They know some basic body parts. Awesome. You can study these if you have kids. You can pick three organ systems and learn them with, with your kids. Pick three systems. It doesn't have to be organ systems. It could be saying before the skeletal system so learn three systems with your kids and you know spend the next week or two doing that discovering bodies you can have fun with this you can even make a test of it or a play of it or a game of it if you like you know put some information on cards and and throw them up and go hey what is this you can make your own game of it if you like i used to be in the gaming industry uh, not gaming as in like toys and games. I used to be in the industry where I sold toys and games through a toy company. And I'm not interested in creating board games, so you guys can make your own and have fun with it. So so start to get to know what's going on. And it's definitely different than playing the operation game, with the funny bone and the this and the that. I mean, I guess that was some strange start to it, but not, not so much. So as you become more educated in this, you can educate your kids in it. And it's not that you have to be the expert, but you will be able to then, you know, feel a little bit more confident having conversations about anything about your kid, with your kids about their bodies. You know, if your kids come to you and they're like, I don't feel... Instead of going into uh, uh, like a crazy zone of, oh my God, oh my God, my kid's sick, I have to run to the hospital, you can actually stop and go, okay, show me what part of your body doesn't feel well. And they show you, and you can go, okay, cool, so that's this. I wonder if we can change that. wonder what we can choose to change that, right? Start to ask some questions. You might get awarenesses. You might get stuff like, oh, okay, so your throat's a little crumb. Okay, what if we can, you know, would your body like to gargle salty water? Would your body like to try this, to try that? You'll start to get awareness. So I think it's going to be a fun adventure, guys, to go out into the world and discover fun ways to actually play with your kids to have awareness for you about your body so you can walk around with confidence about knowing your body parts, about their body parts, about them knowing their body parts. And guess what? That's something you guys have in common. You know, whether you share the same exterior or interior genitals or not, there are so many other parts of your body you do share. And, you know, I think for especially parents who are single, it's one way that, you know, if you're it's like a single mom who's, you know, got kids or something, like one way that you can actually feel your kids, uh, rather than feeling like, oh, single mom with two boys, oh, I feel like so weird, like it's boys against girl or whatever. No, no, no. We're all bodies. We have so many other things in common other than the genitals, but if you guys got to know that, you wouldn't create separation. I'm aware of that. The more we actually know about bodies, the more that we actually get much we have in common, the less we create separation. So I challenge you to go learn more about bodies 
You can go check out websites right now, actually, because we're going to head off to a commercial break. I just want to remind you, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melita Yelenich, and tonight we've been talking about how to talk to your kids about their bodies. And why do we need to do that, and why do I think it's so important? Well, I'll tell you a little bit about that. So in my life, I studied for many years. I've actually been studying anatomy uh, and physiology and different things to do with health and different approaches to health, you know, anything from different things like homeopathy, although I'm not... Um, I am not graduated as a homeopath. I do have knowledge in homeopathy, and I tap into knowledge into different things for as long as it's fun for me. And sometimes, you know, I get that it's like 20 feet away from graduating from something, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. I have the information I require. Don't need the certificate. <laughs> so I've done that a few times. Um, and, and it's really because mostly it's just that I wanted the information. I didn't really need to have the certificate. So for many years and still every time I find something that fascinates me that's a new or interesting approach to bodies um, I will choose that I will choose into that and I will delve into it and more information so in the last 12 years I uh, I actually have studied um, in, in a way that was kind of like an apprenticeship for for several years different work um, like some of the works that I've studied are the mitzvah technique which is actually a sort of a somatic body work. It's the best way I can describe it. Um, and it's very similar to things like Feldenkrais, Alexander Technique, um, very that kind of work. Uh, so it's a lot of movement to release stress from your skeletal system out. It actually starts to change things from, mm, I can't really claim this, but you can start to see changes that have been locked into people's bodies for years and years and years start to unravel as you start to do the, the movements that, that bodies um, naturally do. And so getting back to the most natural ways of movement is uh, part of what I like to work with. Creating more ease in bodies and more pleasure in bodies is truly the umbrella that I work on. 
And so the mitzvah technique is one of the ways that I bring that to the world through touch and movement and exercises as well. And I do offer uh, exercise classes online as well to learn some mitzvah technique exercises. I have that as a a sort of like once a week kind of a thing. So if you are interested in something like that, just private message me through my my website, melitzajelenik.com, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. You can definitely private message me there, and I can send you information about the next dates for for having uh, online mitzvah exercise classes. I do them in person as well. I get that we're talking worldwide here, so that might be a little easier to connect with me online. And I also have, for many years, studied the energetic studies as well. So in that, I've studied things like Reiki. I've done some things like Sarah a little bit. I've done um, Access Bars and a lot of the courses through Access Consciousness, along with I honestly can't even remember how many classes I've taken in my life. Um, I just named the ones that I act certifications in. So it's it can be an awful lot of fun uh, playing the energies of bodies as well as the physicalness of bodies. And some of the other work I do as well uses uh, scalar waves as a way to um, start to create more ease in bodies and basically using scalar waves get sent to bodies to start to um, to assist the body to having more homeostasis so that it can heal itself. So wonderfully fun things that I offer. So my interest in bodies is far and wide, and my interest in creating more ease and pleasure bodies is is probably my main and has been my main target, although I, I hadn't really identified it uh, as that until a couple of years ago. But truly my main target is to have, like I would love everyone in the, body, in the world to have bodies that just walked around with total pleasure Uh, all the time. (laughs) That would be so freaking fun to me. And so, yeah, that is what I offer uh, in my my daily, in my private practice, as well as with classes. So lots of things that I am offering that are body-related. And so I do have some background when I talk to um, my daughter about bodies, but also um, I found that parents in my area mentioned to me that they're like, how do you just talk to your kid like that about stuff like body sex? Or, and I'm like, well, I'm not afraid of it. It's helpful that I'm not of it. And I don't, I'm not like interested in saying to them, how can you not? <laughs> because they can't. And that they can't, they're not in a headspace to be able to receive themselves. I get that. Not a lot of people. So if you are having a lack of confidence about um, your own body. If you feel in any way ashamed of your body or if you feel you're judging your body constantly, you're judging others' bodies constantly, it makes it really, really hard to talk about bodies in a way, with kids especially, to have them not judge themselves. So if you're a parent and you're talking to a kid about bodies and you're constantly judging your own body, what are they going to pick up? They're going to, number one, pick up your judgment before they pick up the information of what you're trying to tell them and educate them on. They're going to pick up judgment, even for the educators out there. you know. And sometimes I go into schools, and I'm a side teacher sometimes. And as an educator, you know, if you're a teacher who's walking around judging your body constantly, you don't have to say these things. Kids pick them up energetically. You are projecting to the world that it's okay to judge yourself 24 hours a day, and this is how we function on the wind, that this is like something we should do because, look, I'm in a position of authority and authority figures judge themselves. Does that feel light or fun or kind? Not so much. So I grew up in a home where bodies, as much as we had information about bodies, there was a lot of judgment about bodies as well. Um, unconscious judgment. So my mom had had placed on her a lot of judgments about her body uh, through my grandmother who had a lot of judgments placed on her about her body who, you know, and it kind of, it's like non-stop looking back. Um, So when you look at that and you look at all the generations of people in your family who have carried judgment forth for you like a flame and you're like running into the Olympics of judgment, that flames, that torch has been burning for many centuries and that judgment's been carried on and carried on for centuries and centuries and centuries. So how do we drop that judgment? How do we let it go and how do we start to have conversations about bodies that are realistic, that are meaningful, that have us uh, 
enjoy our bodies and have us like be excited about having a body that have us want to learn about them, have conversations with them? How do we drop that judgment? It's a really huge one. Now, you know, if you're totally sad and in judgment to the point where, you know, you've you've just basically like every thought in your brain has to do with judging you. Uh, what I know is, and I've seen, I've seen change in people um, who are diligent at coming back and having sessions with me, and I've seen them, you know, have determined about changing things. Um, I've seen people go through changes where they absolutely loathe, loathe themselves to the point of like loathing everybody else on the planet, to the point where they just don't even want to exist. I've seen people go from that kind of state of mind and being and embodiment to like being really thrilled to even know that they're alive, that their body loves to be alive, that their body actually might love being naked, you know, that they have permission and they've given themselves permission to enjoy their own naked body. Um, and how do we get, well, it's a daily thing. It truly is. It's like every time you hear that judgment, you can just ask, is that real? Is that even real, that thought that just came up in my brain? And you might yourself, because you've sold, you know, ice to Eskimos before, so you could probably convince yourself that that thought. But maybe this time you can't sell ice to Eskimos, and you are not going to sell that crap to yourself. So it's maybe not a good deal. It's maybe not a two-for-one deal where you're selling crap thoughts to yourself. So you stop trying to sell them to yourself. And without that thought, who would I be? Is this thought real? No. Without that thought, who would I be? How would I feel? How would my body feel? And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the work of Byron Katie, but she's amazing. And I do talk about her often on this show. Um, and one of the things that I learned from her, she has great questions. And she has a great book called Loving What Is. And I challenge all of you to go out and get that. It's a great book for everybody. So if you don't own Loving What Is yet in your life, now's a great time to go out and get it. Four main questions that you can actually use to change pretty much every judgment you have about you. And real is one of her first questions that she asks. And I think it's a fantastic question in general. So... You know, is it real that, you know, your body, you don't feel like your body is uh, lovely, fun, or playful? And for you, it might truly be real. But then if you ask yourself, without that thought, who would I be? What would I choose? With that thought, who would I be? Oh, my God, I would be free without that thought. And so now you have a choice. You can let go of that thought or you can hold on to it. Honest to God, greatest gift to you is choice. So... Choose choose to let go of that thought. Choose to create a new one. So and just keep on asking yourself, so without that thought, who would I be? Oh, there's an energy. Cool. Swallow that up and bring that in into your life. And why I'm telling you this, parents as parents, is that when you do this for you, you set example for your children. You are gonna become the person who shows them through your actions how to be different not about being perfect it's about being and if you're looking for perfection heck you're talking to the wrong person because there's no such thing as perfection in my universe so if you're looking to have something different something more useful something more pleasurable how awesome is that cool i got lots more to say so <laughs> so i want to thank you guys and i just want to remind you that you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we're going to be right back after this break Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dean here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone. You are just so cool for joining me is what I have to say, sweet pleasure seekers. So we've got a few minutes left of this show. I actually want to do a little recap with you guys because I think that you can never hear this information too often, right? So number one thing that you can do when you're talking to your kids about their bodies, number one thing is let them approach you. Let them start the conversation with you. When they're ready to start the conversation, they will. Until the point where they're actually verbal, you can, by all means, you know, have their hand, get their hand to touch their body. What we tend to do um, as, what we tend to do as, as adults is, you know, we got the baby on the change table and we're touching its toes and we're going, oh, that's your toes. But I would encourage you to encourage your child to touch their own body so they can get a sense, they'll connect. Like, oh, that's my leg, that. Oh, and I'm touching it. Oh, I'm connecting to it. It'll have. It's just to me. It's a philosophy of touch your body, know your body. Um, and you know, still to this day, sometimes I get. I'll grab my daughter's hand. I'll make her touch her own face or whatever. Here, touch your face. Touch your face. But um, you can actually do it in a fun and playful way too. It can be like a game. And so, from the very minute that they're out, they have a body. You can start letting them know that they have a body. Have a body. Guess what? You chose a body in this lifetime. You are not your body, but you chose to be welcome to embodiment, my friend. And as soon as they start even to get and acknowledge that you oh, hey, wait a second. Oh, I'm not my body, but I have a body. Fantastic. I have a body. So I can look after it the way I could look after anything else, the way you look after me. Oh, cool. And as they get older, cognizance about that. And when they're younger, it's an energetic knowing. They already do it. So by getting them to know their body, to identify this is theirs. And when you see your own hands, your own face, if you touch your own face with your own hands, you really get that's you. If I touch you with your face, it can be a little, it can be almost uh, like, oh, be almost too much. <laughs> I don't know what the other word for it is. It's like invasive, I think, is what I want to mean. It's like you can, even though you may be being a parent, you think you're being loving, you can be invading that kid's space. So definitely even ask the permission before you go and have the child touch its own face. You know, and if they are noticing your kid is like touching its own hands, oh, you know, look at your hands, look at your arms, look at your, cool. You talk to them like they're babies. You know, they're infinite beings. For all you know, they're five trillion years older than you are. Talk to them like you talk to anybody else, you know. And also use use the words that you know. If you don't know the anatomical words that are written in the, you know, anatomy journal or whatever, don't use those. Use the words you know. But I also encourage you, encourage you, encourage you to go out and educate yourself in the next two weeks on three different systems of the body. Share that with your kids. Share it, like information. If you don't have conversations with your kids about bodies, is now the time to start because 
you might be arguing with them about other things. Go clean your room. Go clean your this. Go clean your that. Why? Well, you have a body, and that body needs to be comfortable in a space and be in a clean space. And, oh, why? What do you mean I have a body? You know, like everything that they have is relative to them in this lifetime. Their home, their bed, their stuff, all of it's relative to their body. And if they start to look after their body, know about their body, be able to explain what's going on with their body, it's a fantastic gift. One of the main reasons, and I am just mentioning this now at the end, because I love bringing in these things right at the end, one of the main reasons I am adamant about teaching children about their body parts is because if they don't know what's happened to their body, they cannot explain it to adults. And if they can't explain they've been sexually abused where somebody touched them, we're in trouble, guys, because there's an awful lot of sexual abuse going on. There's an awful lot of things going on. Even locally in uh, Toronto, there was recently an incident where six boys um, had sexually abused another boy. And guess what? That conversation about body parts now that boy's got to go and explain what happened to his body to police, to everybody. He's going to be, you know, and if he's not okay with, if he wasn't okay with talking about his body to begin with, it's going to be mortifying for him to try and go out and explain what occurred when he already doesn't even maybe want to talk about his body as it is. But if you have even a little bit of confidence talking about your body, it might give you a different energy. You might have confidence in general, but it might be a little different um, edge when it comes to if something ever occurs to your children. I'm not saying it will, saying if, then they have an edge and they can actually say, so-and-so touched me there. That's what occurred, right? They, they can actually say, my genitals were touched. That's what occurred. I know what they are. They're my genitals. They got touched, which is different than somebody touching your thigh, right? It's your thigh. It's not your genitals. Were you okay with them touching your thigh? No. Then tell them to bug off, right? Definitely for their for their bodies, for their lives, so that they can feel a sincerity, so they can feel a sense of um, strength and honoring their themselves and their bodies and have conversations with them about what's going on, whether it's health or abuse or anything. So thank you so much for listening. I think next week's going to be a replay, but it's hard to say because I'm going to be traveling with my friend on a wild adventure. So have a great week. Until next week, stay tuned and turn on. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.